Karen is the proven expert in addiction treatment. A recent independent study showed that 94% of Karen patients were still in recovery 90 days post-treatment. Visit CARON.org slash real. Karen, real results, real care, real about recovery. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of the Fantasy Football Addicts podcast. As always, my name is Mung. Hey, Addicts, it's me, Nectar Jealous of the Los. Um, I'd like to hold a quick mo- moment of silence for Packers fans around America with the uh, news on Jordy Nelson. Just kidding. I don't want to hold any moment of silence. Go Bears. <laughs> well, I will hold a quick moment of silence for my fantasy teams, but... Uh, that said, let's uh, begin, and we'll talk about uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers on today's episode of Quick Snaps. Quick Snaps, 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 Snaps. So outside of Jordy Nelson tearing his ACL in that preseason game, uh, Steelers center Marquise Pouncey also injured his ankle, and he may be out for anywhere from a few weeks to a few months. We're not really too sure yet. Yeah, that's uh, that's a big piece of news right there. I mean, they've got a high-powered offense, and Marquise Pouncey plays a large part in it. Um, I believe he's missed time for them before. Uh, I think, unless I'm mixing him up with his brother, who I think plays for the Dolphins, but he's an integral part of that very strong line. Yeah, I think that uh, I'm actually moving down Le'Veon Bell slightly in my rankings. Not, I'm not going to overreact too much, but I'm moving him down from the number two, excuse me, number two overall pick now, um, to number three or number four. And who? And you're slotting Lacey and and who over him? Uh, Marshawn Lynch. Okay. Okay. Interesting, I- because Lynch also lost his center this year. Yeah, um, I just think that a lot of people believed most of Le'Veon Bell's added productivity last year from his rookie year to, you know, his losing some weight and being in better shape to make those cuts. Um, And that's definitely true. But uh, another big factor into, you know, how well he did last year for fantasy owners was that the Pittsburgh line started to really gel with Pouncey Healthy. And they really, you know, were a lot better at run blocking and pass blocking than the year before. Absolutely. You cannot discount that whatsoever, especially in a young back. A great deal of their majority, a great deal of their productivity has a lot to do with the strength of their linemen's run blocking. But blocking for screen games, um, opening up holes, that was a huge part of Le'Veon Bell's value last year. Yeah. And again, I don't think that this should be hugely concerning. No, no, no. Um, you know, as I said, it's, you know, at the top, at the very start of the first round of drafts, you know, every little thing kind of gets factored in just to get that slight separation. Um, again, Le'Veon Bell should still be a top five pick. Uh, I don't think that he should slide too much. Um, that being said, what do you think about his backup, D'Angelo Williams? I'm actually a little more optimistic than other people are on D'Angelo Williams. No, I'm not saying he's worth and known as a handcuff or anything crazy like that. But you can pick him up for basically undrafted in uh, in drafts this year right now. Um, if you go in and maybe don't have a very strong second running back or you go in, get some, you know, surefire uh, wide receivers. Maybe you're a guy that drive, uh, grabs the Gronk in the first round and ju- doesn't end up with a solid number two back. I really don't think that D'Angelo Williams is going to be quite as useless as the experts are thinking. 
he's the lead back in one of the league's highest powered offenses. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger went from undrafted quarterback last year and the year before, uh, you know, by week starter quarterback to the number five quarterback off most draft boards this year. Well, here's my problem with D'Angelo Williams. Uh, he actually is getting drafted in around the 10th or 11th round, depending on what site you use. Um, and for the two games that he's going to be the starter while Bell is suspended, I, I get that he could have flex or even RB2 value. I'm just not sure that he's really going to be startable at all, barring injury to Bell you know, for the rest of the season. So you're basically drafting this guy in the 10th, 11th round, getting two sure games out of him, and then hoping that he'll be even flex-worthy for the rest of the season. Yeah, and I'm more than fine with that. If you go in and don't have, like, say say you're a guy that already had a draft and you own Arian Foster, for example, not to name names or anything like that. I think for a, a team like that, D'Angelo Williams is a very worthwhile ad. Yeah, see, I think that for me, I'd rather take a guy like Reggie Bush or uh, Carson Palmer if I don't have a quarterback yet in that range. Well, if he's going in that range, then yeah, I think that's a, that's a tad early. But sometimes, I mean, if you're left with absolutely no options otherwise, I don't really see the problem with going after the, the lead back on the Steelers. Sure, I think that I'm just not particularly targeting him. I think that I'd rather... You know, if I'm going to bank on someone being worthwhile as a starter in the early part of the season, I would grab someone like Trey Mason um, or even, you know, a guy. Is he or is he going earlier than Trey Mason? No, he's going a couple rounds after Trey Mason. But I'm saying that if I were the Bell owner or if I were a Foster owner, you know, I would target someone that who at least has for sure more value than just two games out of him. Oh, see, see, I'm in the camp that doesn't think that Foster is going to be out much longer than two weeks. He had elective surgery. I'm really not concerned about it. I wouldn't be shocked if he's back late September. I just think if you are stuck in a jam, D'Angelo Williams is your man. Okay, well, I won't be touching him, but I, I guess we uh, have different views on him. Um, what about any of the other guys, Dre Archer? Um, Josh Harris. No, if I had any reason to care about Dry Archer, Josh Harris, or anybody, then I'd be owning them instead of D'Angelo Williams. Open shut. Okay, yeah, I'm not uh, particularly interested in them either. Uh, so let's talk about Ben Roethlisberger, who has always flirted with quarterback one numbers. Yeah, and he's always seemed to be underrated. And now I really think that you know last year he showed that he can be an elite fantasy quarterback and even so he's still not being drafted as such and I, I don't particularly understand it if he falls to me at quarterback seven or something quarterback eight I might make the I might go ahead and grab him that's how that's how confident I am in his arm um, last year he had that two-week stretch where we where depending on your league settings he had 50 plus or 60 plus points between those two weeks which was absolutely crazy um, Antonio Brown is probably the first uh, wide receiver in most drafts he's uh, he's a very good talent. Le'Veon Bell, he keeps the chains moving, so he has more opportunities to score in the red zone. Um, Heath Miller is another guy, uh, once we get to talking about tight ends, that's been similarly similarly under, undervalued to Ben Roethlisberger that can have sneaky value this year. Well, okay, so Ben Roethlisberger right now is going, on average, in about you know the mid-fifth round. Now, that, that's still a little bit early for me, but if he were to drop for any reason, I think that he's a better 
uh, fantasy quarterback this year than guys, uh, you know, going around the same time. Guys like Drew Brees or Matt Ryan around later. Yeah, Drew Brees lost his weapons. Ben is building weapons. Yeah, I actually have uh, Roethlisberger as my number four fantasy quarterback. Just and I can't argue with that at all. Okay, um, and obviously we're not uh, drafting his backup or anything. So let's talk about uh, the tight end position. You mentioned Heath Miller. Uh, I, for one, I'm not particularly high on him. I think that you know he's in that same tier of tight end twos that could have tight end one potential but just you know i'd rather take a younger guy right but this is a guy that you're spending literally nothing on to own if you really want him i get that but if i'm in you know the second or third to last round and i need a backup tight end i'd rather take a flyer on a guy like virgil green or jordan reed someone with more upside than heath miller i just think that he is you know way down the uh, target death chart for Ben. Uh, he's got so many weapons that Miller is a last resort, you know, check down option that he just doesn't use very often. Oh, I I agree. I wouldn't own him as as my top twelve. But if you're looking for a bye week tight end, if you're looking, if your strategy is roll the dice on who may score a touchdown, Heath Miller or whoever's playing tight end, if, if Miller gets hurt, then Matt Spath, whoever's playing tight end in this offense has a good chance to score a touchdown on any given week. Yeah, I just think that there's so many better options at tight end. But again, you know, any late round. Yeah, tight but end some of these, some of these uh, weeks this year, I think that get up to six to, I think one of the weeks has eight teams on by, unless I'm wrong. It, it, there's a number of them weeks with six teams on by, though. Yeah, but I, I guess I would leave him on the waiver wire and then pick him up a week or two beforehand if I needed someone. I just sure, think fine. That, I'm just uh, saying, don't forget about him. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think uh, you know Miller is at least secure in his you know job security right now because we've seen Jesse James in the preseason and he just does not look like he's ready for the NFL yet. Yeah, the road dog is not making his way in. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about all the fantasy wide receivers that we have in Pittsburgh. Sure, Ken Zelto, Darius Hayward Bay, Tyler Murphy. <laughs> oh yeah, I love those guys. They are going to be gold this year. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so let let's start with Antonio Brown. I don't think we need to spend too much time on him. This guy is literally the most consistent fantasy wide receiver that's been in the league the last few years. Uh, he can be arguably the number one fantasy receiver, whether it's PPR or standard. And I think, uh, you know, he's a clear top five. Yep. I completely agree. If I said that I, if I said I was not shocked by his production last year, I would be completely lying to you. He has excited me while watching Steelers games with my boy, Andrew shout out. And, uh, I, I just traded for him in a dynasty league. That, if that tells you any indication of what I think of Antonio Brown. Yeah, and I believe uh, the league that you now own him in is also non-PPR, right? That is. Yeah, I just want to uh, address that real quick because I've heard some people say that Brown is amazing in PPR, but then they don't want much to do with him in non-PPR. This is a guy who has ridiculous production regardless of whether or not he's getting points per reception. Uh, you know, he's a top five regardless. So let's talk about Martavis Bryant. Uh, there are two very split camps on him this year. 
uh, you know, there's the camp that's saying that he's going to, you know, blow everybody away. He's going to be absolutely amazing. And there's the other camp that's saying that he's going to regress, that his touchdown rate was completely unsustainable. Me personally, I'm a Martavis Bryant uh, defender. I think that, you know, he has shown that he has those elite physical traits that can allow him to be an elite fantasy receiver. Uh, I'm not saying that he's going to be a top five guy, but I think a top 15 wide receiver finish isn't out of the question. Yeah, I can't disagree with that right there. I will disagree with a few things. Um, Do you think that his touchdown rate is reproducible? No, I don't think that oh, he's okay. going to, you know, score a touchdown every, I think it was every five catches or something that he had. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he is the Steelers' uh, best red zone receiver. Uh, he's also, you know, I don't know if he's their best deep threat. I think Antonio Brown can get open downfield as well. But uh, with Brown being such an elite wide receiver opposite him, I think that Bryant is not going to see the coverage that uh, he should be seeing that he needs to see in order to really shut him down. Now, I agree with those points. I agree that the wide receiver two in Pittsburgh has uh, very good value. However, I don't know that I believe it's Martavis Bryant. I mean, was it just coach speak or what was, what was Big Ben saying that Wheaton's our number two guy? Now, I agree Bryant is the superior talent, but there must be something we're all missing that's keeping Wheaton as the number two guy in Pittsburgh for right now, at least. Yeah, I'm not I'm not really too worried about that. Um, even splitting time last year with Wheaton after he got started and after he actually saw playing time, uh, he was a top uh top i think 20 wide receiver in points per game even if the steelers do technically start wheaton opposite brown in two wide receiver uh excuse me two wide receiver sets um brian they they play so many three wide receiver sets in pittsburgh that martavis brian is going to get plenty of targets and plenty of opportunities so do you think wheaton doesn't have any value um, I believe that he could, but I wouldn't draft him before, you know, the 12th, 13th round. Well, he's not going before the 12th, 13th round. Yeah, I'm saying that I would much rather own Martavis Bryant. Where's Bryant going right now? For me, I, I know it's too early, but where is it? I forget. Uh, Martavis Bryant is going around uh, the end of the fourth round in non-PPR and... Um, just the top of the fifth so in in ppr so about the same spot you don't think that's almost ludicrously early for a guy that's not even designated wide receiver two that the coaches are not talking up that for whatever reason despite his gifts here's where the issue is for me he has all these gifts he's shown this massive rate of touchdowns and catches which is an opportunity thing which is a he was there on the field at the right time sort of thing don't forget um despite his massive talent He's not the guy they want at wide receiver two. Uh, I disagree with that. I think that Ben Roethlisberger has wanted, you know, some big targets for a while now and that Martavis Bryant is going to be one of his favorite targets. While Marcus Wheaton might have some targets, I think that the high value targets, the ones that are actually going to produce the fantasy points are going to go to Martavis Bryant. He's both a deep threat uh, who can take the top off of a defense, a la Terrence Williams in Dallas, 
Uh, and he's also a primary red zone threat because Wheaton and uh, Antonio Brown are both smaller right, wide receivers, and Brown is quick enough to still garner those uh, end zone targets. Uh, but I do think that Martavis Bryant is the second guy to own. And I think that the cost of Wheaton versus the cost of Bryant is not worth it. Wheaton is the guy for me. Okay, fair enough. Um, you know, we'll agree to disagree. Martavis Bryant is one of those guys that I'm super high on, and uh, I understand if I'm a little bit uh, higher on him than the consensus. So where uh, you're saying that you would draft uh, Marcus Wheaton in what, round 13, 14, one of those later rounds? Yeah, I'd expect him to drop to me because everybody else will be talking. Because I'll get everybody in the draft room talking about Martavis Bryant and how great he is, and they'll all fight over him, and then I'll grab Wheaton in round 14, 15. <laughs> okay, well, sure. I think uh, that's perfectly fine. Uh, he certainly could pay off. I'm just a little bit higher on Bryant. Sure. Now, in terms of uh, this discussion, we like to bring up wide receiver handcuffs. Do you think Wheaton's worth a wide receiver handcuff, or do you think it's Sammy Coates? Uh, I actually think it's going to be Sammy Coates because, again, I think that Whedon is going to see the field and play plenty of snaps. But I think, again, the high-value targets are going to be the ones that go to Bryant. And if he does get injured uh, while Coates is raw, I think he's going to be the better deep threat over Whedon. Sure, I understand that. Um, we all do know the way that deep threats for the Steelers go, though, right? San Antonio go, Holmes got traded away. Mike Wallace got traded away. Neither of them were the same ever since. Sure, but I think that Bryant is just getting started, and I think that he's going to be... Uh, oh, let's put it this way. If, if you have him in a dynasty league, I think that now is not the time to sell high. I think you wait after this year. You wait for him to be Super Bowl MVP, then you trade him immediately, knowing that the Steelers are going to trade him away for a fourth and fifth rounder in 2018 or something that looks ludicrous like that, and then he goes on to become Santonio San Holmes. <laughs> no, I, I honestly would not be shocked if Martavis Bryant carried a, a top 10, top 15 wide receiver value this time next year. Wow, geez, that, that's, that's a little rich for my blood. I think that he could have, you know, the same amount of value that a guy like Jordan Matthews has right now. All right. Well, I, I guess we shall see. Um, okay. Anything else to discuss with the Steelers? Garrett Hartley is the uh, guy to pick up, not um, Sean not, uh, Yeah, Swiss Ham is how I like to say <laughs> it, but that's fine. Yeah, I was actually going to bring him up as well. I do think that he is a top 10 fantasy kicker just because the Pittsburgh offense is so potent. Absolutely. Every kicker on these teams, they, they are, I mean, so to speak, I mean, if you think about it, the 32 best place kickers in the entire world. So if you get any of them on a good team with a great, with a great offense, they should put up a boatload of points. Yep. And I think that just about wraps it up for the Pittsburgh Steelers segment of Quick Snaps. It's been a pleasure. And uh, as always, thanks for joining us. You can reach us on Twitter at FFA underscore M-E-N-G. And you can reach me at FFA underscore L-O-S. Like us on Facebook. Follow me on the Twitter. Follow Mung on Twitter. Follow, follow Dan at FFA underscore Dan on Twitter. And go ahead and uh, click subscribe in the podcast app and on your iTunes to have all, all the new episodes automatically downloaded for your convenience. All right, guys. Thanks again. Peace out. Thanks, Addicts.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Hey, Mike, what are you doing way up on that ladder? You're going to hurt yourself. Oh, I'm trying to unclog these gutters. That's smart. I had water damage from my gutters last year. It cost me ten grand. Yeah, wait, $10,000? Yeah, and from over here, it looks like water's been pouring over your clogged gutters, and it's probably doing real damage to your foundation. You need to do what I did. Get off the ladder and call Leaf Filter. Yeah, but I need to get these gutters flowing now. That's why you need to call Leaf Filter. They'll clean and realign your gutters and install their exclusive micro-mesh screen system so nothing gets in your gutters except water. So Leaf Filter protects my house from damage and means no more gutter cleaning for me? Bingo! Plus Leaf Filter has an industry-leading lifetime warranty, so your gutters are covered for life. Thanks, Frank. I'm calling Leaf Filter today. Don't go another day with your home unprotected. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com for your free gutter inspection. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com right now for an extra 15% savings. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com. That's one 844 300 300 leaf.